is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. Oh my. Check out what these Desperate Mother are up to this week. Alright, so welcome to the Desperate Mothers Podcast. Start with a taser. No, I said alright. No, you did not. Oh, I said okay, so then <laughs> yes. alright. <laughs> well, see, that's what people get for not showing up because you could have seen the live tasing. <laughs> that was awesome. We, uh, we'll have to start with um, okay, put on your depends because <laughs> you're going to get tased until you pee yourself. Yeah. That would be a good video, though. Uh, being tased. Well, there's the obvious health concerns. No, oh, I'm in good health. I've had many, many, many tests this year. Okay, just making you sure know, because of surgery and follow right. up and everything. I've seen a doctor. I don't know how many. Probably every other month I go to the doctor. Okay, well, we'll just make sure because if you're tasing someone to the point that they lose bat- bladder control, it's probably not too good for their heart either. At that point, I don't know. I think a lot of people lose bladder control over the least little thing. Like women, <laughs> women pee when they laugh. So. <laughs> That's true, right. especially if they've had a kid. It's uh-huh. like it's like instantaneous. Yeah, well, that, that doesn't number on their whole bladder uh, right exactly it so, sits on it for whatever so it, it's just like p p p everywhere you go <laughs> and then you laugh even more yourself. that's when well see girls don't laugh at other girls at p one because they, they right. have empathy they for that right but yeah. two if they did <laughs> once one girl peed all the women in the show <laughs> shopping Mart would be. <laughs> It'd be a chain reaction. It'd be like clean up on aisle, be all ma- of them. Mass urination. Yes. And as funny as that sounds, I mean, it doesn't happen. So. No, no. So sadly, well. You know, we didn't even introduce our names. Well, <laughs> well, nobody listens anyway. That's true. <laughs> all right. So we said, welcome to the Desperate Mothers Pod. I said, all right, this time. <laughs> you said, okay, so all right again. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm going to edit all of that out. No, no. You got to leave that part in. So this is the part where we're going to start the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Desperate Mothers Podcast. I'm CJ Watson. And I'm Matt Everhart. And this is not the Christmas episode. Not the Christmas episode? What are we going to do? We have no Christmas peoples and parties. and. Oh, so this is our our sad, pathetic attempt at a Christmas episode? Well, if we made this the Christmas episode, that's Uh exactly what it would be. (laughs) It's like the Charlie Brown tree of podcasts. Yeah, and I would say it's the most desperate Christmas episode (laughs) ever, but we already aired that one on the first year. It was terrible. Oh, yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Yes, It was really, really bad. It did get posted, though, right? It's been up forever. I mean, it is like unedited posted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, if you want to hear what we sound like when we weren't this bad. Oh, my. Yeah. The, oh, NSA agents fear that. That's punishment right there. Yeah, I think a couple have resigned and they didn't even get all the way through. <laughs> they torture foreign spies to making us listen to the, making them listen to the, the unedited Christian episode. So, so right out of um, CIA super secret agent school, <laughs> right when they're separating the wheat from the chaff, <laughs> the ones who can go into Homeland Security and the ones who are stuck invading foreign nations. <laughs> Right, you know, that's so, that's that's the litmus test that right is, there. That is. You're gonna ring that bell. You're gonna ring that bell. We're gonna make you ring that bell because you're gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's painful. You know, the first couple times it was welcome to the Desperate Sting. Yeah. Oh, I'm out of here. oh my god, how does he even know? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows about those guys. No. So we had um, we had some plans to do topics. Topics. Wow. But they were all Christmas-centric. They were. What, what topics were, did well, we're, we have? We're, we were going to talk about um, the the fun European scary Christmas 
mythologies. Oh, you're talking Krampus. Yeah, the Krampus, the the Black Peets of the world. <laughs> okay. You know, Christmas demons, the pagan rituals. Yes, yes. I thought it would be really fun to get into that and maybe unearth some old stories, but I was hoping for a little more reaction from some of the mothers. And you got none. Well, I mean, if they were here, then they can... Then they could react. They could react. They, they can't react now. Because they're not. <laughs> and they're not going to listen. Of course not. Why would they do that? That would, that would give us listeners. So Ex- Extra downloads. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No. So if that topic's out, then what topics do we have in lieu? Um, well, we could discuss our favorite shows but i'm really not what show the, the biggest fan of doing reviews of the tv shows because i like to talk about what we're doing okay now what show were you, were you thinking about doing a review on because i don't know if anybody's really i don't know how many episodes or actual shows we're following i mean what are you actually watching right now well that's the other thing are you watching anything i don't know <laughs> you don't know what you're watching. <laughs> what am I into right now? You know, like what am I in between? I just started Luke Cage. Okay, so you you're doing the Luke Cage thing on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many episodes are you in? Uh, two. Okay, you are just started. Well, Luke there's Cage. only ten, right? I uh, know. I, I think there's actually thirteen. Okay, well, that's a good binge away from completion. Yeah, it's a it's a good solid day of okay. watching. Okay, and but I'm partial to it you know i was a mm-hmm. big fan of the comic book character right. growing up and then he was awesome in jessica jones jessica jones yeah. so i have high hopes i i i finished luke cage mm-hmm. um gosh probably a couple months ago i think if we go back podcasts and i i did like it i thought it was <clears throat> i thought it was um a solid show you know it seems to be that marvel's hitting it out of the park with most things mm-hmm you know, just the consistent quality is fairly high. The thing I, I did like about um, Luke Cage is it, it seemed to try to stay. Um, it's so hard for me to to say um, how accurate this is, but it seemed to to be very African American focused. You know, like they didn't have a bunch of extra pe- white people in there just for whatever you want to call it, whitewashing purposes. Wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, it take- are broadening the the audience that actually watches the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it it didn't seem like that was the case. It was very much it took place it takes place in Harlem, mm-hmm. so most of the characters are are black, which makes sense because it's Harlem. You know, I'm sure if we pulled the demographics up of Harlem, you know, it would probably be a majority African American for now. Until it gets gentrified. <laughs> there you go. Like Brooklyn used to be a scary place, but now it's a hipster place. They say I wouldn't have any idea. <laughs> I know I haven't been there. <laughs> I'm just going to take Hollywood's word. Yeah, we're, we're going to go with that. You know, they're always right. I mean, they gave us the current president. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood knows it shit. <laughs> so I, I did like Luke Cage, and um, they, like I said, they didn't seem to pull any punches about you know what it was. It was trying to be uh, a very Harlem centric piece, and I think it it was accurate in that regard. I mean, I can only think of two three non-African-American characters really that were reoccurring in the series and everybody else was African-American, which makes sense. I mean, it's, I'd rather have shows that are more accurate like that than fucking Fantastic Four, which takes two Storm's brother <laughs> and recasts him. Oh, they blackwashed. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, that was It's just... okay to blackwash white 
characters, but it's not okay to whitewash colors of characters of color. Okay, isn't it? Well, this doesn't this go back to kind of our discussion a few weeks ago about uh, what Scarlett Johansson. Right. Everyone fears that they are whitewashing a character of color. Right. When we can't even really come to a, a consensus about what color that character is supposed to be yes, at the beginning. Yes. And I and I remember on our last podcast, the uh Thanksgiving pod, I guess it would be called at this point. Okay. Um that I was supposed to go watch one of the movies. And, oh yeah, Eon um, um Ghost, Ghost in the Shell. Did you watch I tried to figure out what the first one is. The movie nineteen eighty five. Was it eighty five? Mm-hmm. Okay, because there was there's like a whole bunch of movies. There are, and I think I could have gotten like number two or number three for free via Netflix or Amazon or somebody like that. But any of the ones that were older than that were like four or five dollars. And I'm like, if this shit is old, why is it not free? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can see that. So um, I was kind of waiting to you know f- confirm what was the actual original movie to, you know, cause I would like to see the inception point for right. the, the series. The one that got everyone all hot and bothered. Right. And then go from there, but it didn't seem that one was available for free on various streaming outlets. So I've kind of just held off on it. And I, I mean, I could go and watch number two or number three or whatever it was that I could actually get for free, but I just kind of passed for now. Yeah. Cause it would be like going into star Wars on Phantom Menace. Yes, and that could or it be bad. could be like going yes. to Star Wars on Phantom Menace. Maybe like, like, oh, this sucks. What is this bullshit? Yeah, this is horrible fucking Jar Jar Binks shit. Yeah, you know, think about how many girls' introduction to the Star Wars universe was going to see Phantom Menace with their soon-to-be husbands. Yeah. Who was all like gaga, batshit crazy over it. And then they watched Jar Jar. Yes. And the and Gungans. Like, what the fuck? And, what they're the fuck? Like, and then the robots, cute, cutesy robots going around Roger, Roger, and then shooting. And, and, and she's just like, my fiance is a moron. He's a dumbass. This is the shit that he loves? I'm marrying Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the worst part about that, if you, if you want to think about it, is that Phantom Menace re- was released in 1999. Yes. And we're at the tail end of 2016 now. So you're talking 20 years later. I'm, I'm saying that the kids that grew up on Phantom Menace are now adults. Well, I'm going to say this. This is the scary, scary thing for me personally. The kids that grew up on Star Wars... The, the prequels. Now known as A New Hope. Yes. We're like 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is bad. You know, they're in their 50s. And and it's very it's it's still the funny part about that is is with the new movie the the force awakens which was kind of universally accepted i mean sure it, it really was i mean it made a shit ton of money it was better than a kick in the nuts yeah it, but it kind of was a kick in the nuts it was okay explain well the han solo thing was a kick in the nuts yeah we don't even have to say spoiler alert at this point it's well, like a year old i i mean you you knew it was coming you did it was telegraphed, like was, by far telegraphed. Yeah, yeah. So it was a kick in the nut, and you took it. Yeah, you took it. You, it was like fucking Negan visiting your <laughs> camp. <laughs> oh, that's never good. You know, you just know. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. You it, got Negan. Yes, you loved every part of it except for the part where you, you got your head bashed in. But here's the th- the thing about that is that scene, although it was telegraphed, although you knew it was coming, was absolutely essential and will be essential for this trilogy. Because if you don't have that scene, Kylo Ren is a piece of shit villain. Kylo Ren is a piece of shit. Oh, you mean a, an aimless, pointless piece of yes. shit villain. Yes. He, he hasn't got an inner demon to fight. Correct. So now we get to explore he, 
how that inner demon correct won him over to to perform such a vile act. You know, when you see you, you know, see, it's, it, and then it, sorry, I was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> he totally went. Um, he went. He's he's gonna marry his mom. He's he totally went Oedipus. <laughs> he he's going to kidnap General Organa and marry her. That's disgusting. Well, he already killed his dad. He's halfway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I kind of don't see that happening, but Oedipus Ren. <laughs> oh God, that's what you wanted. That was the whole point of that was to get to Oedipus Ren. <laughs> I had Oedipus Ren pop in my head. And yeah, I like, tried to uh, work two it. minutes ago, oh. and he's waiting for his opportunity. Oh. But here, here's the thing: is that Kylo Ren would have been just kind of this villain with kind of cool force powers but he, he he would not have been he'd be kind of whiny and he wouldn't have had any sort of kind of that evil incarnate feeling to him and he wasn't that good no he got his ass kicked by ray yeah and that's all that's all um well that's all darth's fault because mm-hmm. he killed all the jedi right there's no trainer yeah left. <laughs> he's got luke that supposedly trained him at some point and then he left yeah. for whatever reason which yeah, is still explored. bad fighters I mean, mm-hmm. we know Obi-Wan could have put Darth down. Oh, yeah. He killed him once before. Yep. He chopped off all his shit. Yes. He's a fucking robot man at this right? point. Obi-Wan could have taken Darth down. Because mm. you see how mechanical and it's, slow he was yes. in, in, the, yes. in the New Hope a fight? New Hope. Yep. And Obi-Wan puts up his sword, puts up his uh, saber, yeah. and commits to the last greatest Jedi spell right. that his teacher taught him. <laughs> Go into the force. Become right. one with the force. Right. Yep. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon trained him in his in his seclusion because his training was going to continue. Yoda right. told him that. Yes. Because someone from his past was going to manifest himself. Yes. And that's Qui-Gon. Yes. Saying, dude, okay, there was about 20 years of them, him apologizing for like when I wanted balance to be restored to the force. I didn't realize that we were good heavy at the time yeah you're like uh i thought we were just getting rid of the evil shit but no we were we were a little unbalanced the other way we're trying to make it two and two again not two and two million (laughs) we totally did this wrong yeah but um there was that so we know obi-wan could have filleted darth again i mean now he's even slower he's mechanical and Probably using all most of his Sith powers to keep himself alive well, and mobile. Well, here's here's the deal. If you watch that scene, you know he sits there, looks at Luke at one point, then has enough time to turn, hold his lightsaber, and close his eyes. Like how 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 do you get that much time in a fight ever? Well, that's because mechanical Vader slow as fuck. Yeah, it is. He's just and a- he still almost killed Luke a couple times. Yes. Right, because Luke has no training whatsoever. No, no, no no training at all. Tiny little sickly deathbed Yoda training him. Right, (laughs) right. He doesn't know how to use a lightsaber. And Yoda was way out of way out of his time. He was probably using his force powers to keep his body manifest. Right, for sure. Whereas Obi Wan had to concentrate and go. Right, right. I think Yoda had to concentrate to stay. Yeah, because as soon as he had no strength, it wasn't a spell or nothing. He just faded out. And he and I think he was using his force powers to stay because he knew he had to wait for Luke. He had to get Luke up to a certain point. Yes, otherwise he would have been totally lost. Yes, and that was and that was his thing in life. And at that point, it was just like okay, you know, I I, I, I did my thing. Yeah, I, I did as much as I can, and. You know, what really takes us back, if you look at the, the first couple, few movies, is how they hid Leia's force. Yes. You know? Her background. You know, because 
these guys were hunting Jedi mm-hmm. all over the land. Mm-hmm. Now, Leia had no training. Nope. And she was shielded somehow. Mm-hmm. And they never did find her. Even when she had direct interaction. She was tortured by Darth Vader. Yes. And you would think at some point she would almost accidentally have some sort of Well, force. especially if Ray does. Right. In a similar circumstance. Mm-hmm. And... Ray didn't even get tortured. And her powers manifested stronger <laughs> than ever. Leia got that hypodermic needle, and we're thinking to the orbital somehow. I mean... Right. If they're Something gonna... painful. Yeah. Is very painful. Yeah. And you're right. And you get none of that. And apparently she is the daughter of the most powerful Jedi ever. Well, Daddy was torturing her. Yeah. you think he would figure it out mm-hmm. if there was some sort of connection there, mm-hmm. but he doesn't at all. You don't know. You don't know what's going on. And then you don't know she has pretty much any Force abilities at all until that scene in Empire Strikes Back where she somehow knows that Luke is hanging under Cloud City. Now, we can say that Leia is maybe Force-sensitive but has no Force. Mm -hmm. That because of the connection was Luke reaching out and and calling to her. Mm -hmm. Because she never felt nothing. Even when her whole entire planet was destroyed, she didn't feel anything. Yes, as far as we know. So there's a whole argument there to say Leia is... not even really she, force she got sensitive. The, she got the Padme side of the gene pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing going on there. Yeah, there. whatever force abilities she has, you think they're absolutely none, you know. You're right. She got the Padme side of the gene pool. That leaves us <laughs> to a Naboo callback. We can have Gungans again. Oh, no. Fuck that. Because her... Her mother yes. was tight with the Gungans on Naboo. Okay. She, she argued she fought for equality on Naboo. Desegregation right. of Naboo. <laughs> right? Kind of. So she can get the Gungans on the side, and she can fight the New Order, First Order. Oh, you, oh so you think we're going to have a Naboo callback? And well, I there will before, be riot- but now There I will do. be rioting in the streets. If Gungans show up in any of we need these next two movies. and that King Underwater dude. Boss Noss. Boss Noss, yeah. Oh, man, that would be ridiculous. It's like Laurel and Hardy, oh, only God. if they're both the dumb no, ones. No, no, no. Uh, you should be tased. You should be tased for those <laughs> ideas. Because she is the daughter. Here's the deal. Of their greatest ally. And you would agree, and I would agree with all that, except for the fact at the end of... Well, it's not the end. It's return. It's still Empire Strikes Back when Luke fucking leaves uh-huh. to go and save Han and Leia and all of them from Bespin, and Obi Wan's like, "Well, that boy was our last hope," you know. And then fucking Yoda says, "No, there is another." Like, like Leia still has the potential to be a Jedi. True, true. So if she's like the shallow end of the gene pool, <laughs> how? Why would he say that? Maybe anyone can really be taught to use the Force. I mean, the Force is all that surrounds us and and all living things. I think to some degree, maybe anything could be taught to use certain elements of the Force. Or maybe he meant that she was the last tie to Vader to bring him back. So not defeat him in the point of Jedi versus Sith. But as in a hope to get a call back to his feelings for his family with Padme and, uh-huh. and all exactly. that. He was Kinda the last sense. emotional hope. shred of humanity Vader mm-hmm. had left. That, that 
does kind of make more sense. Because even even now in The Force Awakens, when we see Leia, she's not wielding a lightsaber. Mm-mm. You don't really see her using any sort of Force abilities whatsoever. And she even convinces Han to use his emotional yes. ties to his son to try to Correct. save him. The only thing that you see, much like her connection to Luke where she felt him, she felt when Han died. So mm-hmm. she has to have at least some shred a force ability, but like I said, it's very much seems to be the shallow end of the gene pool in terms of force use. Leia is the heart of the force. Yeah. But then, then of course, Kylo Ren's her son and he can use the force apparently without problem. Right. So I, is it skipping a generation? Is that well, what? May, maybe in the uh, Skywalker family, the force kind of sticks to the boys. Maybe, you know, it's a boy gene in the Skywalker family. Uh, I, since, maybe. Since we want to get rid of midi-chlorines because they're stupid, I'm going to go with that. Right. Right. I still I still feel betrayed that they did not do an Emperor Immaculate Conception of Darth Vader. I mean, they said Immaculate Conception. Yeah. They did. Pretty much. And then I was all hoping for the Clone Wars as envisioned in some of the older books and mm-hmm. stuff where the Emperor made clones right. of himself. Yes, he did. They're never going to do that. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I thought that was kind of cool. It almost makes him this dark thing that's damn near impossible to beat. Right. Unkillable almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You have some sort of, you know, monitor on him. And then once he dies, the clone factory somewhere else across the galaxy kicks in and Spits out another emperor clone. Yeah, he's got to have him ready to go. Otherwise, yeah. if they're not ready, he's going to be stuck in incubation for a while. Yeah, like a generation. Um, that being said, it's been kind of universally accepted. The new newer Star Wars movie, people like it, even the older generation, and it seems to be the generation once again that liked the Phantom Menace. Ooh, that generation seems to like this. The newer ones as well. I'm pretty much giving up on humanity at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> no, no, it's just I'm returning to to my old outlook. Oh, pessimism for the win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an exciting few years as the next new movies come out. We got Rogue One coming out soon. This coming week. Yeah, and we've got. Uh, I will be there. We're looking forward to. I, I will. Uh, be, I will be there. I'll be there sometime. Okay. Uh, and we've got a Donald Trump presidency coming up. So this is how the emperor happens. <laughs> so we'll see how fun that goes. Okay. You know, if you happen to look like him, it's not such a big deal. <laughs> right? So you think we're going to go from the United States of America to the the empire? Slowly, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna grant himself emergency war powers for forever. I tell you, if anything slightly remotely national security wise comes uh-huh. up during the next elections, uh-huh. he is going to postpone them. <laughs> Interesting. If if he doesn't outright postpone them, it will be something he seriously considers. Okay, I think I don't. Doesn't that have to be an act of Congress though? So <laughs> he shall disband Congress well, <laughs> and eliminate the justice system. <laughs> Declare himself an emperor. Yeah. <laughs> Alpatine. Um Trumpetine. There you go. Emperor Emperor Trumpetine. <laughs> uh, with the orange flowing robes <laughs> that start at the top of his head. <laughs> oh. That would be funny. Um 
So Fantastical Beasts came out. Fantastical. Did you actually get a chance to watch it? it? You still haven't watched it. No, because you said Harry Potter's not in it. Of course he's not in it. Why am I going to see a Harry Potter movie without Harry Potter? (laughs) Because it's still a whole universe of magic. Is Dumbledore in it? Do you want me to tell you what happens? No, I want you to tell me if Dumbledore's in it. Actually, physically in it where you see him? Yeah. No. Okay, so Dumbledore's not in it. So fuck that movie. So, is Snape in it? No! This takes place before all those people. Well, not entirely, but for the most part. Okay. So if it takes place before... Harry isn't even born yet. I don't even know if his parents are born yet. They might be born yet at that point. Did you read Cursed Child? I did. Because I haven't picked that up yet, and I was looking at it the other day. It's a quick read. It's like two, three hours. Yeah. Yeah, bust through it. It's it's almost like watching... Well, it's a play, so it's like watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you just... You get through it very, very quickly. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you want me to tell you? Harry Potter is in that one. Is Dumbledore in that one? <laughs> I've read it. I don't know. What do you think? I think he probably is. <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> Since he's already dead. Yeah, it's the ghost of Dumbledore. It's just like fucking Dude, you know, Obi-Wan. Dude, he was dead in the last movie and he was in it. In a flashback? He's still dead. He was in the painting. He's dead. But he's in it. No, that's a painting. He interacts. He's dead. Okay, that's like saying... Let it go. He's dead. It's like saying Obi-Wan was not in Jedi. He's not. The ghost of Obi-Wan is in Jedi. <laughs> he's interacting. It's a ghost. Yeah. Okay, the Obi-Wan character is not in it. The ghost of Obi-Wan is. I think the ghost of you in, is still No, it's you. not. If you, if you look at the character probably from the script of Return or Empire... It is not going to say Obi-Wan Kenobi. It will say the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. So it's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's dead. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. So if If I kill you right now. Right. Okay. And you have a ghost. Right. Is it still, is it still CJ? I would think so. No, because you're fucking dead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if you're still having experiences, new experiences, not repetitive, like impressionistic experiences, like ghosts that really exist to do, uh-huh. you know, the ones that repeat tasks and stuff. Okay. That are just like impressions. Have you ever met a ghost? Time. Maybe. <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Well, we might actually get listeners if we talked about that. No. Because <laughs> um, I believe if you talk about stuff like that, it encourages a return. Okay. <laughs> all right. The ghost of CJ. It's like if you don't believe in gravity, you can fly, like in all these little cartoons. Shall we test that theory? No. Okay. <laughs> I can throw you up your house and we'll, we'll test gravity. Well, no, because my power to disbelieve is not that strong. Oh, Okay. No, I roll ones. <laughs> you roll ones. <laughs> it's like a D and D roll. Really <laughs> that would be funny. Okay, and you fly, yes or no, and you just roll it, and uh-huh. if you get twenty, hell yeah, that would that would be great. Reality. I would I would love that because eventually carry your die with you. And yes, you're rolling for everything. Because if that's the way you get superpowers, I would have a one in twenty chance of getting any superpower. But here's the rub. Okay, what if you had to commit to the action before you roll? Oh. 
See? Yeah, it, kind of, it, kind of, it is kind of the way you do it. Uh-huh. You have to state what you're doing, and then you roll, and then you see what the result of your action is. Because you, you do commit to that action, and right. that roll is like initiating the action. Yeah, it's determ- that determines the result of the action. Mm-hmm. You already started it. Yeah, that would that, that does change things a little. I would never try to fly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get a 20. <laughs> you're like, I roll fucking ones like yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, okay, so he just stands on the edge of the building, and he goes to roll a die. <laughs> and why is he grinding the die up? He's melting the die. He's never going to roll for anything. He, he's cheating, and he's made it 20 on every side on the die. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you do that, the DM just smashes your character. A giant fist comes down it's, from heaven and squashes you. Yeah. yeah, God just squishes cheaters, you at that point. Cheaters, cheaters go to yeah. hell. <laughs> that being said, if you if if you could could still try to get superpowers, and let's say flying was an option, and you were not a dumbass about it, and like set up like protection in case you rolled a one, like a net and everything. Yes. Okay. But you could potentially get flying powers by doing that. Mm-hmm. I think you everybody would try. Right. And I feel bad for not thinking about like setting up a net. That's <laughs> 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 <So> stupid. <laughs> or like trying to fly <laughs> off of like a, a cliff over water at least. Yeah, because if you think about it, like if you know they have those training montages for different superheroes. Uh-huh. Generally, they have some sort of you know safety precautions in a lot of them when you first try. Well, Neo didn't. He did. He did. Oh, that's right. That's right. They they the, had the bouncy ground. That's right. They did have bouncy ground, and that was exactly what I was thinking in my head when you said about that. Because if he didn't have bouncy ground, it would have been Pancake Neo. Yeah, yeah. Or Spider Man in Spider Man Three when he lost his powers. To, was it Three? He lost his powers to get him back. I think so. Or was that, that was the one with Venom, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be three. And he tried to jump over the building and fell down the side and hit everything on his way down. Dude, if he couldn't put out webs, why would he think that he would be invulnerable? I mean, that should have killed him. It should have killed him. Hitting the the fire escapes and landing on the ground. Yeah. It's just if you don't know for sure you have superpowers, you don't go 100% to do superpowers until you actually try. That would be stupid. You'd be the dumbest superhero ever. Right. So you're not trying to like drink a bunch of toxic waste no, to not- get superpowers because even if you r- rolled... Well, <laughs> it, it, what kind of safety precautions do you need for drinking a, a bottle of irradiated toxic waste? Okay, well, if you want the super... Remember, this is superpowers you're trying to get. With the roll of a 20. Yes. If your superpower that you want to get is to be able to drink irradiated waste... That's the one you want, which you'd be a dumbass for choosing that. But no, let's say... No, I'm not saying that's your superpower. I'm saying you're trying to get a superpower. Yes, and you tried that one. You don't drink enough irradiated waste to kill you. You drink enough to see if you get sick. Because if your superpower is, I can drink irradiated waste, then you drink enough that will test if you can actually no, handle it or not. If you're trying to gain some type of vague superpower right. by overloading your system, drinking irradiated toxic waste i think that would be a poor choice of superpowers to try to get to start with and second of all once again there has to be a safety limit in place to see if your body naturally can handle that so like sticking your arm it's it's like irradiated toxic waste potentially it's like snake venom you know Uh you don't 
go and try to get a lethal injection of snake venom to you start take with. A little bit. You take it and you see how your body reacts to it. Because if you have superpowers, I roll my twenty, I'm immune to snake venom. Then enough that will make somebody pretty damn sick won't have any effect on me because I got a twenty. Right. But if I roll a one, I'm going to be pretty fucked. I'll have to go to the hospital. Yeah. But going to the hospital is better than dying. Yes. Unless you roll a one on the way there. <laughs> You're like, this guy just rolls ones like crazy. Yeah, this is dead. CJ. I don't, how, I don't know how he got out of puberty. <laughs> how did he get out of the womb, man? Yeah. He rolled a one on there. He strangles himself with an umbilical cord. <laughs> like a butterfly effect. Yeah. That was an awful movie. I, I didn't even watch it. No, is that the Ashton Kutcher movie? Yes. That's why. Yeah, Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, how's that guy an actor? And you got punked. Yes. yes. You got punked yes. by him being an actor. Yes. You you have to be a dumbass to to actually watch anything by him. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Dude, where's my car? Right. He's a dumbass. That that was that's his quintessential movie. Mm-hmm. That is him. Mm-hmm. He plays the dumbass on that '70s show. He does. All of his movies are dumbasses. He was on Punked, where he plays a dumbass. Yes. <laughs> Then he tries one or two serious roles, and I'm like thinking the whole time, this guy's a dumbass. You're thinking I've been punked now. Yeah, I'm like, why is people buying this? This guy's a this guy's an idiot. I would not believe anything he said. So he's just gonna keep plugging away until he's like 50. Yeah, and then taken as a serious actor. I, I guess. What what role can Ashton Kutcher totally turn around and and like surprise the fuck out of you? None. Steve Jobs. <laughs> He did Steve Jobs, right? Yeah, and then the whole time I think, you're a dumbass. Right. That's because, A, Steve Jobs is not a sympathetic character. No, not at all. In real life, he's a bastard. In real life, he's a total motherfucking asshole. And in the movie, they didn't, they couldn't do a whole lot to clean that up. Nope. Not uh, if you tell an accurate movie, or even semi-accurate movie. Right, right, because shit did not go well. I mean, he was a bad guy. He was. Um, bad guys win. Yes, they do a lot of times. Yeah, you know, at computers, presidential elections. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna go with that. Four years, four yeah. years, man. <clears throat> oh my gosh! That is, if we have a, another election ever again. Oh, you're beating the horse, man. You're just like, oh no, whoa, that's whoa, whack, whack, yeah, it's gonna whack, be quack quack. <laughs> we're gonna get all the mileage from this that we can. <laughs> we're not gonna get anything. No one's gonna listen to it. <laughs> no, but uh, his new NSA noobs are gonna put us on his list. There now. you go. Oh, his desperate mothers. We gotta watch them. Yeah, NSA noobs are going to be like, dude, I know how to get some points and get out of this bullshit. I'm going to tell the boss that they're saying stuff about the president. <laughs> we'll make sure he gets his Twitter taken away again. Oh, yeah. No. The, the presidential Twitter? Yes, the presidential Twitter. The POTUS Twitter. Oh, my God. No, it's POTUS. Yes. But the T stands for Twitter. <laughs> I just think the word POTUS is just hilarious. Have you ever thought about it? I mean, oh, I mean yeah, yeah. I'm I'm longtime journalist, you know, so that kind of there's POTUS, SCOTUS, yes, FLOTUS. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a funny word to say. I mean, whenever I read POTUS like on the news, I just have to giggle a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can't take this article seriously because it starts off with POTUS. Right. POTUS was like a shorthand speech lingo. Right. I never really meant to make it into uh, a written. Yeah. Lexicon. Yeah, exactly. It was they, shorthand. Yeah, and people use it all the time now. They do. It's just like they're lazy. Well, pe- people are getting dumber. Yeah. I've seen a news report, many mm-hmm. now at this point, where the reporter... 
Now, granted, you know, people on the TV, mm-hmm. they're not the smart news reporters. No. <laughs> Those ones go into actually writing the news. Yes, they read. They're good at reading. Right. But you know they wrote their own story. Mm-hmm. Or someone who aspires to be on-camera personality wrote the story. Yes. Because that's usually who writes their stories. <laughs> that's why they all think they're good. Mm-hmm. And they say stuff like, according to social media, and and uh, users on Twitter said, and Facebook users have reported that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Not only is this not an accurate <laughs> so, or valid attribute. <laughs> what kind of fucking... Oh, I'm, just- I, I'm, I'm all speechless. The fact that is, like, I can go make a Twitter post. Yes. And then quote myself. Yes. Yes. Because... Facebook user said, I'm a Facebook user. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quoting myself because I'm a badass. Well, hell, I'll use some of my other Twitter and Facebook accounts. <laughs> and, and I'll say, man... According to Facebook, the Desperate Brothers podcast is one of the best podcasts in the California That's right. desert area. That's <laughs> or in California because we're California, st- yeah, or the world even. Well, California is one of the biggest states in the world, yes. bigger than a lot of countries. Yeah. So, huh? so the Desperate Brothers podcast is one of the most popular <laughs> podcasts in the world. Yes, according you, to Facebook users. Yes, you know, and some Twitters have said it's better than. And then we can name X, Y, and Z podcast. Serial. Yeah. It's more entertaining, more laughs per minute <laughs> than serial. <laughs> yes. Face, I mean, Facebook is, is a site dedicated to people posting their dinners. <laughs> right. And, and it's for people who, who don't want the bother of actually creating another account and doing it on Instagram. Yeah. Because <laughs> Facebook is also for people who forgot their uh, Twitter password. Or their MySpace password, since that shit's dead. <laughs> MySpace is still trying, struggling. Oh, it's, it's so terrible. stupid. It's so sad. You just know, let go, you know, man. Go back to Friendster. Yeah, just just go away. Remember Friendster? Yes. I remember that it existed, and I had nothing to do with it. No, I had a Friendster account. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I didn't have any friends. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have any family, I wouldn't have any on my Facebook account. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> delete CJ off of Facebook yes, or ch- ch- take care like, <laughs> <laughs> but auntie this is my fourth request oh, denied <laughs> oh. oh now we were talking about Scarlett Johansson earlier today yeah briefly when we were talking about her appearance in Ghost in the Shell Ghost in the Shell okay. I don't know why it's slow like that I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to find my way back from... Working our way back. Okay, yeah. From Donald, President Tweety Trump. <laughs> Tweety Trump. You just... You know, you got a, a, a puppet over there. Uh-huh. That kind of yeah, yellow can, one. Yeah. I think that should be the Trump puppet. Well, I also got a couple of human head-shaped skulls over there that you, could be skinned for a Trump. Okay. I need, actually need to buy the wig because the wig is the thing. The if wig, the big you pouty got, lips, you and got, the tiny little hands. You, if you are ever going to do a, a puppet that's going to take off... It's going to be the Donald Trump puppet. It is going to be the Donald Trump puppet. And all you should ever say is direct tweets. Yes. <laughs> you should have him like in front of your like laptop or Surface or something, like pounding away angry tweets. Uh-huh. You know, and then get somebody who sounds really angry to do the voice of him, and it's just like whatever he tweeted that day. That's the whole fucking skit. Yeah, if Vine were still around, those would be perfect Vines. Mm-hmm. But Vine realized that it wasn't making any money. 
<laughs> but you got four years of it, so it's now's the time to get a get a. a yeah, Trump. if I'm ever going to get the NSA on my ass, it's going to be now. Yes, yes. When when they'll be like, you can't make fun of the president. Like I'm not. I'm actually just making a puppet that says everything that he's actually <laughs> saying. <laughs> I, these are quotes. These are quotes from Twitter. What have I done wrong? Right, right. No, it's it's because he's got a, a little orange Hitler mustache. <laughs> I'm not. I did not call him Emperor Trumpentine. <laughs> Emperor Trumpentine. <laughs> Why is he wearing the imperial symbol? I don't know. Someone else put that on there. <laughs> <laughs> why, oh, we why, need to incorporate why, the, why are you making force choking moves over there <laughs> <laughs> why are you not falling to the ground right now <laughs> fucking sell it asshole <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump walks in and he's like I can't wait for inaug- inauguration day because that's when my force choking powers manifest <laughs> that's when they kick in unlike Leia's force choking powers which will never kick he's in he's going to ask for Hillary to be there at inauguration day and as soon as he says as soon as he's sworn in he's going to look at her and he's going to concentrate real hard and <laughs> super head explodes he's going to get those little tiny Tyrannosaurus Rex hands up there and, just gonna go, <laughs> and then he's just going to be frustrated <laughs> See if he gets older and like shriveled up, goes to the beach and just becomes a prune. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those closest to him are going to have to pretend to be choked. On their <laughs> <feet>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All so, right. Since we're circling back to Star Wars, kind of again, and Scarlett Johansson. Well, we'll get to Scarlett Johansson because we can always get to Scarlett Johansson. That's just Scarlett Johansson, but. The the new Star Wars movie is coming out, mm-hmm. and Lucas. Well, not technically Lucasfilm now; it's Disney. I think Lucas is secretly Krampus now, but that's just another theory. Well, we Lucasfilm is Disney. It is. It's technically owned by Disney. So he he sold him his name for like what a four point zero five yeah. million, and then they made it all back on Force Awakens, and now <laughs> jo- now they chop with a hut laugh no. when they see <laughs> yes. Lucas. They go who who who. George is like. He's just like fuck you. He's just every time someone walks by with the camera, he just like flips them off. He's like, he's like, "How do you feel about that Disney sale?" Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what's he gonna do? Make another Indiana Jones movie? That's the theory. That's all he's got, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I thought didn't he sell that? Didn't he sell, sell that too? I don't know. I don't know if that was in on it. Let's have for us to Google for next. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe, check maybe that out someone next time. The answer to that before we have our next podcast, we'll send them a patch. Sounds good. Which means we won't be sending nobody, anyone a patch. Nobody's wanted a patch. No, yet. it's sad. But the new the new Rogue One movie, Disney's already gone on record in saying there will be no sequel to the Rogue movie. To Rogue One, no matter if it makes more money than Force Awakens, they've well, already stated. Well, it's a prequel. It is. It is, and that that may. But even if it is a prequel, they could still potentially reuse the characters in some movie in between. Okay, so movies get made. Mm-hmm. And then they get remade. Sure. And, and a lot of times it's less than 10 years later. Yeah. Yes, Spider-Man has done it like four times, so... We're on the third Spider-Man number one. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. Since 90... Five? No. Or 93? No, I'm pretty sure Sarah and I were married. So 98, 99. Was it that late? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I don't know. It feels, it feels. Um, no, you're right. Two thousand and two. What? Yeah. The first one. First Spider-Man was two thousand and two. Okay. So, in so fourteen, 14 years they've 
They've done it twice. <laughs> yeah, they've there was three sequels, yeah. and then a sequel to the remake, uh-huh. and now another remake. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of that's a lot of remakes. Um, and I guess Gwen's black in the new one. Really? Did you see the new trailer? I did see it at one point, but it was quickly while well, I was doing something else. I was going to rewatch it because I was just focused on Iron Man because I thought that was badass. Hold on, the Tony Stark. Yeah, especially at the end. That's more of the crap that we've talked about earlier. Where, yeah, where Tony Stark is Spidey's caretaker. Yeah, when when I remember in the back in the day when when Spider Man was doing his thing. Yeah, Tony Stark was you know yeah a, a megalomaniac and drunk. Yes, yes, it was. That was the original comics, but you know the MCU is totally different. Well, he's still a megalomaniac, but not so drunk all the time. Yeah, just that one Pretty time, yeah. and then and then Rhodey put him down. Kind of. Yeah, he, he let him. Yeah, he let him have the suit. He let him win. Yeah, he because he needed it. it was part of his master plan. Yeah, pretty much. It's Tony Stark. Yeah, super genius. Mm-hmm. He's, Futurist. He's got the he's got the limitless pill. Futurist. Futurist sees all the moves ahead of time. Yeah, he is twelve steps ahead mm-hmm. of you. His twelve step program is not self help. <laughs> it's how many moves he's going to make before you know what's even happening right yes. now. Yes, he's already got it all planned out. Yeah. No matter what your move is, he's already got the next nine counter, yep. eleven he's, counter he's moves. Down. But that all being said, it's it, it it does continue on the story we saw with Civil War. Yes, so that works. So we don't get. We don't have to go through the bullshit of him getting bit, bit by a spider, nope. I hope. Nope. And if it is, it'll be a one-minute flashback. Though he has a chunky comic sidekick friend. Sounds good. Like I said, I literally saw this trailer while I was doing something else. But I did see it. But I didn't really hear the dialogue with it. So that's why I was kind of in and out. But I, I picked up the mo- the main visuals. That's why I'm saying what well, the part that sticks out to me is, is the is the very end of it where Iron Man and Spidey are flying through the city there. Oh, and the Vulcan, uh, the Vulture. Yes, the Vulture suit. I did see that too. Did you see who's the Vulture? I did not see who was playing it. No, I Michael saw... Keaton. What? Oh, interesting. And he's he's like Birdman, badass. <clears throat> Like I love Michael Keaton and Birdman. I love Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. He he was the first cool Batman, right? So you said before, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I I I have hopes that they'll do this movie decent, like they've done most of the MCU. And in the Spider Universe, Thor 2. not Thor two. There's going to be two. Thor three. So uh, hopefully, it makes up for Thor two. No, no, I think it's going to make Thor two look good. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I've heard. Have you? Okay. The little little tangent here. We've heard of the Planet Hulk armor is going to be in Thor 3. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people um, think that the Planet Hulk is one of, if not the best Hulk story. They say. Yeah. I mean, have you read it? Yeah. Do you remember it? Vaguely. Okay. It didn't really make me think it was... That, that good? No. Okay. But a lot of people love... There's a lot of love for the Planet Hulk series. I, I read it. I thought it was pretty decent. Decent. Yeah. I uh, mean, it's not my... Hulk's not my favorite character. Hulk was one of my favorite characters. Was he? You know, I have a Frankenstein fetish. Okay. You know, the man monster. Yes. Every ugly little kid has that. <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding. If, if you grow up and you feel like a freak, uh huh. you know, you have an affinity. You, to for, Hulk. For the freaks. You okay. Know, the, the people that want to be normal. But can't. Right. Yes. So the, the Frankenstein syndrome. Yes. And apparently the Hulks. Hulk. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With Hulk, with Hulk, it's considered, like I said, one the wide, widely, well, excuse me, 
one of the most praised Hulk stories there are. There is. Yeah. And I know that, and that's why it still persists to this day. Correct. I mean, you talk if you ask somebody what's your favorite Hulk story, probably seventy, eighty percent of the time you're gonna get Planet Hulk. And then my War, favorite World was War Hulk. right around two hundred ish when okay. he got Banner got control mm-hmm. of himself. Yes, he's not just a straight rage monster. Right, but he still rages out. Yes. You know, and he still doesn't have a hundred percent trust in himself. Yes. To me, even though it wasn't a story mm-hmm. in quotation marks, mm-hmm. it was an arc, mm-hmm. a recurring theme. I thought that was probably some of the richest Hulk stuff. Mm-hmm. Or the the internal battle. And we still know that, at least for Thor three, that Loki's on the throat pretending to be uh Odin. Yeah, that's been a long time. Now. It has been a long time because yeah. Odin, because because Asgard's stupid. And we know from the end of Cap, <laughs> yes, and we know from the end of Doctor Strange that Thor comes to Earth to find Odin. Like somehow he's lost himself and now is somehow roaming the Earth, mm-hmm. aka Midgard. But the the point of of the matter is is that what we know from just that is that a um he's coming to Earth. Thor's coming back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Odin, he knows that Loki is obviously not Odin at some point because he's coming to Earth to find Odin. So where does Hulk play into that? It's an interesting thing. Um, if you look at the whole Hulk-Thor versus uh-huh. history, mm-hmm. Hulk was about the only human mm-hmm. capable of giving the gods a run for their money. Right, in strength. Yes. Yes. And where Thor lives is strength. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, maybe not speed even. Yeah. But, I mean, he can stand there. Right. Take the take the punishment. Right. So, so living God among men, mm-hmm. who's going to stop all of that bullshit on the planet Earth? Mm-hmm. Iron Man? Tony Stark? Mm. You, know, you know, Hulkbuster armor? Mm, that kind of got yeah. smashed to pieces. Yeah, but he did okay. He did. Cause, but <clears throat> if, if if all of Asgard comes down, and, True. and in comparison, Tony has 20 or 30 Hulk-type strength things to fight, yes. there's no limit to Hulk strength. Well, here's here's the interesting thing about this. And the, you bring up some good points because there's there's been an ongoing, and I mean by ongoing, like 30, 40 year or more ongoing debate of who wins Hulk versus Thor, right? Mm-hmm. It has gone on to forums. It's gone on to friends. Friendships have been ruined. <laughs> Marriages have resulted in divorce because and of this probably, one question. That right there is probably why they're going to do it. Yes. But Stanley recently came on record, I mean, within probably the last month mm-hmm. and said that in a battle between Thor and Hulk, Thor wins. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he didn't quite say it as definitive as that, but he definitely said that Thor would be the victor. And I, and I don't know if he said most of the time, or I could probably Google and get the exact quote, but definitely Thor wins. Okay, however the the quote was. And in the MCU, we saw that Iron Man was able to take Hulk at least out of the fight. Yeah, you know, he couldn't kill him per se, but he knocked him out to the point where he was a non-combatant. In in the MCU, they've been able to fight Hulk to exhaustion. Yes, in the couple times he's been kind of knocked out, it always seems to be well. This goes to both Avengers and as well as well both Avengers because Hulkbuster was in, in um, Age of Ultron. Is the way they've knocked Hulk out or finish him is he falls from some sort of very high place. Mm-hmm. 
And apparently the impact of hitting the ground, a.k.a. the Earth, knocks Hulk out. Because mm-hmm. that's what happened with um, the Hulkbuster fight. Pony eventually picks him up, takes him up to the, the sky, and then drives him into the ground, into the, the building. And then when he got knocked out and he wakes up in the factory all naked, mm-hmm. <laughs> is because he fell out of, or he fell off the jet after the fight on the, the helicarrier. Right. And, you know, there's some sense of oxygen dep- deprivation of the extreme sure. altitudes on to... Even the Hulk. <clears throat> to help with that. Yeah. yeah. But that seems to be a way that they've kind of neutralized the Hulk in the MC- MCU. That being said, I'm kind of... So what kind of force does um, terminal velocity exude on the Hulk? Yeah. And, right? Pretty much that's what you're saying. Yes. So Thor is probably the only being capable of hitting him with that kind of force. Right. That's what I'm saying. Over and over and over and over yeah. again. What we've never really tapped into with the Hulk, yeah, he gets angry and he gets strong. Mm-hmm. We've never gone into that. And maybe that would be the most exciting thing out of the Thor 3 movie would mm-hmm. be that the madder Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. Yes. And yes. we've not seen him Nova rage. Right, right. Know? No, we've always, we've seen him angry, mm-hmm. especially the the MCU version of Hulk the one, you know, from Avengers on, mm-hmm. you know, that banner. What we've seen from him is he he lets the monster out, but he still, like, has that control to a degree. He can, he can, because, I mean, it goes back to what we saw with Black Widow. You know, if he's just a straight-up rage monster, Black Widow's not ever going to be able to calm him right. down. Right, she's going to be paced. Yes. Because he's going to smash or, or, right. or, or bite her in half. right. But a little bit of a little bit of uh, humanity there, yes. keeping him in control. We have not seen straight up rage monster where he doesn't care Correct. about anything around him. Yes, we we have not seen that. We've always seen some level of control in the the MCU Hulk, you know. And he's he's talked to it before. You know, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. So he seems like he always has a level of anger, but he always has a level of control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like the yin yang with that with the MCU Hulk, right? Right. Even when he's super angry, there's still some little dot of control, and when he's under control, there's still a little dot of rage. Well, I had a problem with that end right there because all throughout the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. everyone was afraid of like getting Banner mad. Yes. On the helicarrier yes. because a rage Hulk yes. would disable the helicarrier. Yeah, destroy the whole thing. Right. Yes. Uh, but. By him saying, I'm always angry and immediately punching the alien ship monster yes. to death. Yes. Right? Made you think, wow, he's in control Hulk now. Right. Where did this come from? And B, in Age of Ultron, needing to be calmed down again was right. totally like, a, was a 180 from the very end of Avengers 1. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In a, in a, in a certain degree, yes. Because you do see him able to transform to the Hulk almost at will. Mm-hmm. You know, like he didn't have to get angry. And there's no way uh, uh, almost a routine raid Mm -hmm. on a Hydra facility Mm -hmm. would got him so mad that he was not going to calm down. Because he doesn't really care about anybody that much other than, you know, the Mm -hmm. other heroes Mm -hmm. are doing their job and making him do the thing he doesn't want to do. Right. So if they get hurt, if they get shot, some whatever, short of it being Black Widow, Pretty sure Banner won't give a fuck. Yeah, you know that seems to be the thing. But he he actually at one point takes like an order, like go take out the bunker. Somebody go take out the bunker, and Hulk just goes and ran, runs through it. Right. Like if he's a pretty much a ninety nine percent rage monster at that point, 
No, he's he's hidden and smashing everything near yes, him. Yes, it's not really like I'm going to go pick out that bunker that I just got ordered to take out. I'm going to go smash out everything I can find. Yeah, so this is Banner in control of Hulk. Yes, it really is. It really is. We have a the Banner in control Hulk, and this is not the Ed Norton Hulk. No, it's definitely the not. Ed Norton Hulk was scary Hulk. Yeah, was much more scary Hulk. Yeah, and we're not getting any of that. No, we're, we we are getting a much more contained Hulk, and that's what I'm wondering what we're going to get out of the Hulk in Ragnarok. Unless, you know, Banner loses control. <clears throat> right. Banner just batshit loses control. Hulk is a detriment. Hulk is Hulk is tearing up Nevada and eating people. Be, because him leaving Black Widow at the end of Age of Ultron, you know, that has to say something about his character. You know? Like he thinks he's out, getting out of control? Like... He doesn't believe he can actually ever gain 100% control right. of the Hulk. And because he believes he can never gain 100% control of the Hulk, he doesn't believe he's safe to be around Black Widow. Well, he's all but said that in all of his interactions. Right. You but know, you guys are around me and that's stupid. Right. But, I mean, that. with that being said, he still hung around them quite a bit. He did. He did. Okay. So, there has to be... a movie to do. Yeah. Well... But, you know, if that's the way he feels from, you know, the point he wouldn't have hung around them after the first Avengers. He shouldn't have been in Age of Ultron. They should have had to have called him in again. So he must think he has some level of control up to that point again. And then right. he's like, I'm, I, I can't. So we're, we're speculating on Hulk's participation in Thor 3. Yes. And what's going to happen. Yes. Is, is, is he going to... Is Thor going to run across him on Earth, and he's going to be a stupid rage monster that Hulk's or that Thor is going to put down, and Hulk's going to come to his senses and say, "I'm not safe. Get me the fuck off of Earth before I destroy something." And then they take him to the Hulk planet, you know, the planet Hulk world, whatever it was. I can't remember it off the top of my head. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, Cause... you know, because you guys got Rainbow Bridge, they can take him wherever the fuck they want, right? So if he wants off the Earth, you know, Hemdall can say, okay, Especially bitch. since he's unkillable. Yeah, which right? is pretty much the deal. You can knock him out, but you can't seem to kill the Hulk. You Hulk know? can't kill the Hulk. Right. All right, so <laughs> that was a circle of nowhere. But it's interesting. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's really just speculation, but... We'll we'll see what happens with that. So I think we're, it's we're still saying the way Thor three don't suck as if it's not about Thor. We're saying <laughs> Thor. <laughs> we're saying Thor three doesn't suck if it's not about Thor. <laughs> no, it's gonna suck. The only way it cannot suck is if it's not about Thor. Uh, I, you know, here's the problem I, I have is I watched Thor one, and it, it was very much a. a, a a character becoming themselves movie, okay. you know, Thor is this braggart, arrogant, you know, young guy, right. well, at least young in Asgardian years. And he has to go through a big character change. Right. You know, and it becomes more of the Hulk that we've, or excuse me, the Thor that we see later. But that being said, we, what else is there really to do with his character? No, Thor's kind of flat. He he is very much flat, and you know they're they're getting rid of Natalie Portman as as a character in the series. 
She's not under any kind of contract. The main draw of the first two Thors was, oh my God, you got Natalie Portman to be in this stupid movie? Right. I mean, Thor Thor 1 is just this kind of fun, action-y, but still has enough character development to carry it movie. Right. And then Thor 2 is a total piece of shit. It's the worst MCU movie they've made. But it had Natalie Portman in it. But it still had Natalie Portman in it, even though it was a totally crappy movie. Now you got Thor 3, and it's like, mm, uh, I'm going to go watch it because it's MCU, and hopefully they do something decent with it, but the, the other Thor movie sucks, so I, I got super low expectations. Of, I know. The only way I'm really excited about it, if there's a crossover with the supporting female characters in Thor and Hulk, and you see Natalie Portman and Liv Tyler go out. <laughs> of course. Right? Yeah, of course. That well, Who wouldn't want to see I'm that? I'm saying Natalie Portman, Liv Tyler, down, done. $100 million movie. Okay, okay. This is this is where we segue back to Black Widow. Okay, Black Widow. Now we're there's talk- not a Black Widow movie. There should be a Black Widow movie, and we argue that there is a Black Widow movie. It's called Lucy. No, <laughs> we argue that they can make a Black Widow movie, and that they can guarantee. What do we say? How much money can we guarantee of a Black Widow movie? At it least depends 100- on what, what they do with it. True, but I'm just saying you put Black Widow in it by herself <laughs> okay. and make a make a whole piece of shit movie like Nikita, like Femme Nikita. Yeah, we'll just make a Femme Nikita with Black Widow. I y- think the, the Femme Nikita is Black Widow. Okay, probably based off of that. Yeah, but let's just say you make a a Black Widow movie and it totally sucks. I mean, it's ridiculed by the critics. Everyone fucking hates it. I still say that so movie. If they made a shot for shot remake of La Femme Nikita with Natalie, I mean, with um, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> My shit, Natalie Portman should be in that movie too. But with, with, with Scarlett Johansson and changed all the character names to match Black Widow. Yeah. That would be the laziest way to do yes. it. That movie would make like $50 million. I still think just having Scarlett Johansson in it and with a Black Widow title makes $125 million. Yeah, I don't know. I still think I, you've got to get... To get her from $50 million to $125 million, you've got to do some things. If you have Scarlett Johansson not as Black Widow, uh-huh. but just put Scarlett Johansson in a movie by herself, right. I think 50 to $75 million is what her movies will do. Okay, I think to get her beyond the $50 million, uh-huh. You've got to get her on the beach. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But I think if you give... We'll, we'll get to that because well, that's the best part. That's the, that's, yeah. that's the home run? Yeah. Okay. But if you put her as Black Widow with that audience... Okay, so you're saying $50 million Scarlett Johansson movie. Yes. 50 to $75 million for an average Scarlett Johansson movie. Okay, then you put the Black Widow name on it. Put a Black Widow name on it, you're doing 100 to $125 million. Oh, right there. Yes, right there. Okay. I think if you do a good Black Widow movie... You're pushing 175 million. What would a good Black Widow movie bring to it? Well, a it has to have a good story, of course, so people actually want to go see it rather than just show the up. Fam Nikita. Yeah, but go, you want to go ahead and you know do your thing. But if you can somehow get Black Widow undercover, yes, on a tropical island yes. somewhere, in or a, any beach, yeah, on, on, on any beach in a two-piece bikini, yes, you're slam dunk another hundred million. I yeah, I think that if you put a good Scarlett Johansson Black Widow movie where she's in looking smoking hot in a in a, in a like like you say a two piece oh, bikini, you you can even go Ursula Andress uh-huh. in, in the James Bond right. movie where she comes up all wet and yeah. smoking hot. Yeah, if Black Widow was wearing that, yeah, that w- that would be a game changer. I think it's two hundred million. 
That, that might be $200 million. I think that's a $200 million movie. And there's there's a lot of reasons for it. For, for, first off, is it's Scarlett Johansson. Everybody wants to see her like half naked. And infiltrating things. Yes. And the second thing is is there is a huge fan demand for a Black Widow movie. And it's, and it's well, that's largely sexist, though. Because they want to see a hot Black Widow kicking ass. Well, sure. But at the same point, people like spy movies. I mean, how many freaking James Bond movies have they made? A lot. How many Matt Damon? How many Matt? How many Matt Damon born born movies? movies? There's there's been like five now, right? Uh, There's three, four. The next generation. Oh well, the Jeremy Renner one doesn't count because it's not Matt Matt Damon. But it is a spy movie. It is. Well, it's technically still a born movie. It's a Hawkeye movie. Yeah, there you go. Without being Hawkeye. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we want to make a Hawkeye movie, but we don't think people are going to see it. But we know that they're going to see a born movie, so let's make a Hawkeye as born movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird movie too. Yeah, it wasn't horrible, horrible, but it was just weird. He did not have a bow and arrow once. <laughs> I felt lost totally it. ripped off. He lost it. Hawkeye without a bow and arrow? Eh, not quite superheroish. I know, but I, 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 I kind of don't know why Marvel's hesitating on greenlighting a, a Black Widow movie, especially since they did Doctor Strange. They did. Doctor Strange was a really fucked up movie. Yes, to do. I enjoyed it. I did too, but, but it was. Bizarro yes. for everything else they've done. Yes. Except for Thor. <laughs> it is. But I think they, they seem to have touched genres or, you know, different genres now with the Marvel movies. You have the Ant-Man movie, which was kind of a caper heist movie okay. in the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the, you know, the Iron Man movies, which is very sci-fi-y. You have um, the Thor movies, which are more fantasy, I would uh, guess. Hardcore fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And then you have these magical Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. And then, you know, Guardians is even stronger sci-fi. I mean, it is definitely in comedy, too. And they all have their Guardians is way the fuck out there. And Guardians needed to be a comedy because yeah. of all of the new shit it yes. introduces in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Because if you did any of that super serious... It would not have gone over right. You you get... what Shit, what do you get? You get, you get, you get a crappy movie. You would. If, if, it took, if Guardians of the Galaxy took itself too seriously, yes. it would have been crap. Yes. You would have been, dude, this is like... Yeah. What what bad movies are like Battle Beyond the Stars or mm-hmm. something? It's like, okay, we've got this great big bad guy who's killing everybody. Everybody yeah. be afraid. He's coming through. Like, what are you trying to be? Star Wars or yeah. something? But no, you got Ronan the Accuser, and you've got Thanos, and then you've got Star Lord making fun of their stupid shit. <laughs> yes, and you're like, well, good because since they do, I don't have to. Yeah. And it's also and that's exactly it. And it's some self knowledge too. Yes. You're like, that is, that is stupid. Let's yeah, and he's making fun of it. That's exactly what I would do. The collector? The collector's an enslaver bullshit. Yeah. Fucking is he supposed to be some type of ancient old power of the universe? It's what is he like some galactus sperm that came to life or something? <laughs> It's just wrong. I want to go back to Black Widow because <laughs> I don't know if I want to touch, Galact- touch Galactus's sperm as even a topic. No, nobody wants to. <laughs> Where do you think the Milky Way came from? Yeah. Oh. The milk in the Milky Way. Oh. 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 Galactus was here, bitch. <sighs> oh. Okay. But, you know, who does the thing is, who does Black Widow fight? I, the thing of it is, is if you make it a, a spy movie, there's lots of potential villains you could put out there and um because they only have to be because black widow herself at that pay, at that point as a spy she she 
doesn't have a lot of the gadgets. She has to so be more like C, well, KGB, FSB, standard issue type mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, she, all her, her skill set is, you know, assassins and martial arts and, you know, seduction and that sort of thing. And that's one of the... And they could touch on that as, as a movie. You don't have to have it kind of as a superhero movie. No, but you need to some way, somehow bring all of that current mm-hmm. MCU together. You could. And you could have her, the end of her stories, have her transition from that old life into the Black Widow we kind of see. I mean, and they're already introducing characters like Zemo and... Uh-huh. You know, so you can't start reading that pantheon part right. of the pantheon yet because now you need to give her people that move the the bigger story mm-hmm. forward while giving her an adventure to do. Sure, and you could introduce some sort of villain or have the main villain in that working for a villain that's going to be coming out in another movie. So there's ways you can bridge those sorts of things, mm-hmm. but. I still think a Black Widow movie works, and I think that it's done well. It's going to make two hundred million dollars. If <laughs> you just want to see Scarlett Johansson hot in a bikini, well, who doesn't? Everybody does, and the and the the thing of it is, is it works with her character. It's not a lot of times they they put the TNA moment in films just to sell tickets. Well, if you put Agent Thirteen in a two piece bikini, it's obvious, right? Skin grab, right? Right. If you put uh, Carter, yeah, Agent in a Carter. bikini. It's an obvious skin right. grab, right? Right. But if you put Black Widow in a bikini, yes. you're like she's using one of her assets. That's to right. Her advantage. That's her. That's part of her skill set is mm-hmm. seduction, is manipulation. That is what she does. Right. So while it's an obvious skin grab, it makes perfect sense. You're not working the story outside the character outside of its Correct. natural element. Yeah, that is part of her character. So mm-hmm. it, it works more so than like you say, just. There's TNA for the sake of TNA, right. you know, to try to get people to go watch the movie. And then there's TNA because it's relevant. Yes. <laughs> Why? I mean, personally, I consider all Scarlett Johansson TNA relevant, but relevant uh, to the I, story. I, I consider all TNA relevant. <laughs> it's relevant to the story, which is It's like the whole yoga pants controversy going around <laughs> right now where people are like, well, some people shouldn't wear yoga pants. Mm-hmm. And my thought is, personally... Uh-huh. Everyone should wear yoga pants, or because because the ones that make it worth it outweigh are, are outweigh the ones that make it you know unsightly. Okay, you know you deal with the good, the bad, so you get the good. How much should Scarlett Johansson get paid in a Black Widow movie? Oh, we talk about Scarlett Johansson being grossly underpaid. Yes, we to did. Like the Iron Man and yes. the male leads. I mean, she's made what twenty million dollars for I the think Avengers so. appearance. Yes, I think so. You I know? think that was the total-ish number. Well, I think it should get. I think she should be compensated fairly. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no more fair way to do it than say, give her, pay her. What she's earns, mm-hmm. which is like you know twenty twenty five million dollars, we give her a little bump. Yeah, but give her a back end piece. Yeah. Well, if she's carrying the Black Widow movie, which she would be, and if since... she's showing us her back end, she deserves to get a back end. <laughs> <laughs> and then let her get paid. Really? Well, she's showing us some front end, so that's why she's yeah. getting. A, that's why she's getting a bump she in get, pay. She gets the she gets the the money from the front end because she's showing her the T. She should get two bumps then. Two bumps. <laughs> well, she'll get paid up front, and she'll get a slight bump. <laughs> So, right? Yeah. And then she shows us the breakfast and she gets paid on the back end. Man, this is the most offensive part of this podcast. <laughs> but but what a cool way to to say, you know, 
mm-hmm. for for gender equality. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous to say any equality in Hollywood because Hollywood's totally based off box office yes, it and is. what agents can get. Yes, it you is. Know? And if studios pay someone less who makes the same money in their movies as someone else, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But that's hard. I mean, that's actually pretty easy to say. Look at Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. movies that she starred and carried in. Mm-hmm. And then look at whoever the highest paid male is and see if it's the same. Yeah. It's not. It's not because nobody's coming close to um, Robert Downey Jr. because the Iron Man movies. True. So I'm I'm actually interested right now in seeing how much Lucy made. Because we've talked about that now. Right. Lucy was a fun, bad movie. Yes. Yes, it was was okay. Okay, I got the numbers up. How much money do you think... Lucy made domestically uh, forty-five million dollars. Okay, a hundred and twenty-six million dollars. Really? Yes, that's pretty not bad. Yes. Well, I think oh, your numbers uh, for your projected numbers for the Black Widow movie are even a little maybe bit low. low. Yeah, because I was saying a black just putting the Black Widow name is going to guarantee about one hundred twenty-five. But apparently, I, it's going to guarantee one hundred and fifty. It's going to have to guarantee at least one hundred and fifty million. Just it's got to be worth an extra twenty-five million to just put Black Widow's name on it. I, gosh, I I might even project a really good Black Widow with a the bikini scene. Might actually do two hundred and fifty million now. I got a Lucy box office mm-hmm. total of four hundred and sixty-three million. Yes, yes, that's worldwide. Yeah. That's crazy money. Well, that just that really does show how popular Scarlett Johansson she's, is. She's not Robert Downey Jr. though. No, but is anybody? No. Yeah. Even even Tobey Maguire is not Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I mean, he was Spider Man. Right. Well, Tobey Maguire. Well, never mind. He was Spider Man. I I get that. They put the Marvel movies on the map. Kind of. Hands down, there'd be no Marvel movies now. Okay. Spider Man fizzled. It. Spider-Man 1, the first Spider-Man Toby movie, was a decent movie. Mm-hmm. The other two pretty much sucked. Yeah. Okay, so when you talk about Toby's movies, I think he burned through all the grace he earned with his other two crappy ones. Yeah, but it proved that it was worth the effort. When, True. When the best Marvel movie we got prior to that was... Yeah, yeah. Well, back well box office before Spider Man, the first Spider yeah. Man. I don't know. I'd have to actually go check the numbers. Yeah, it was not worth checking. No, it's sad. <laughs> it was really bad. Makes sense. Um, DC was owning the box office in those days. Right, right. They had the they and, had the Spider Man. Oh, the Batman. Me, yeah, and before and, that, they had the Superman series. And they were all they were largely both considered to be the epitome of camp. Yeah, yeah, they were. So superhero movies were camp. Yes, they were. Until Spider-Man 1, and then 3 descended into camp with the emo Spidey uh, yeah. dance scene. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's nightmarish. It was Spider-Man channeling Crispin Glover. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. So so we're down with the Lucy... We're down with we're, the Black Widow movie. We are down with the Black Widow movie. Obviously, it's going to do maybe a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. We're down with the Black... Lucy does half yeah. a billion. We're down with that because, A, it's it could be a really good movie, and B, we love Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> so even if it's not a really good movie, we're going to see it a few times. Yeah, well, we'll definitely see it if there's 
gratuitous uh, bikini. Yeah, and that wouldn't even be your. We don't. Even, it's not even gratuitous with Black Widow. It's no, part she, of her character. Yeah, she's yeah. she's uh, in disguise. Yep, luring some poor schmuck to his doom or yep. getting some information from him. That's what I'm saying. This is a can't miss movie. Marvel needs to jump on it, and they've hinted. They keep hinting more and more that they're actually going to do it. So, man, imagine if she's looking for the Hulk, and she stumbles across this bullshit. There you go. There's your there's your modern story to do it. Yeah. You know, where she's off on her own doing it. She's mm-hmm. not part of the team. And she's not calling the Avengers in because the Hulk is nearby and she's yep. not going to put nope. Banner through that bullshit. Yeah, and it's only she's the only one that can really get through to him anyway. Yeah, yeah. there's there's your plot. Marvel, pay us fucking money. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and with that note, uh, I think we're going to end this week's uh, podcast right here. So uh, this is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Tune in again. Click like and subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher and Google Play. There you go. Yeah, and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we might do something new soon. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) All right, thanks for listening. I'm uh, CJ Watson. I'm Matt Everhart. Hop on. Mm -hmm.